recording. Is it officially episode six? I, I maybe I don't know. I'll see when I upload it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Let's just say it's six. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Every everything's fixed in post. Uh, yeah, of course, I fix everything in post. Never ends up live. Welcome to our new age religion. <laughs> yeah, it is the new age religion. Fixed in post. Fixed in post. Uh, let's hit the question, Gorb. I'm ready. All right, the question is, all right, all right, here, here's the question. Okay, here we go. Which island is larger, Borneo or Great Britain? Oh, God. You get the guess first. Uh, let's go Great Britain. Okay, let's, let's Google Give me it. 300 for Great Britain, Alex. So just do a... You you Google Great Britain or you Google Borneo landmass. I'll do Great Britain. Okay, I got you. Here we go. <laughs> the first result is size of Borneo compared to UK. So I'm just gonna click that. That's Borneo great. is over three times bigger. So, ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, this is like I'm having I'm having trauma flashbacks to when you did the Mongolia Kazakhstan question. Oh God, when was that? A while back, but I'm pretty sure you know the answers to these tricky questions, Corp. I'm more having flashbacks with the one I, uh, where I asked you how much an anaconda weighs, and you said like 20 pounds. <laughs> that was just you're, just you're just kicking me while I'm down, aren't you? Ne- next time, next week, I'm gonna throw in the metric system, really, really change it. Oh, up. god, numbers! <laughs> All right, okay, Corp. Um, are you going first or second? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a I'll let you go first. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right. Your <laughs> prompt... I'm ready whenever you are. Your prompt is to tell me a story... Uh, let me get my timer ready. About... Big Boy Barry and his <laughs> anaconda. 22.33 on the clock. Go. <laughs> I'm going to not read into that. <laughs> I mean, you just okay. take it any way you want. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, large Amazonian snake. What's the problem here? All right. Okay. So there was a uh, a very secretive family on the block. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, suburban town. Where exactly doesn't matter. State doesn't matter. It's in America, though, right? Like, USA? Or no? I could tell you. Okay, alright. Alright, that's fair. But I won't. Because it doesn't matter. Because all you need to know is that 
this happened in a suburban town. Honestly, it's safer for you not to know. You know what I mean? Oh, it's safer. Okay. It's safer for our listeners not to know. And we, we, we don't want to uh, expose any information hazards here on Zorb and Gorb, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no. So, anyway, mm-hmm. this secret or this street had a very secretive family. All of the neighbors, you know, maybe like 20, 30 in this neighborhood, most of them knew each other, right? Like, would have each other over at, like, family parties, would know, like, the local drama, would, you know, knock on doors and bring, like, gifts to new neighbors, that kind of thing. And it all kind of started to shift when this family moved in, right? All of the houses had been moved into, except for the house at the end of the street. And the reason why is because the house at the end of the street was right next to a really big pit in the ground, right? Like a trash pit? What kind of... What, what, so for for irrigation of the whole entire neighborhood, uh, okay. there's a giant pit swampy area that all of the water filtered into right next to this house. Not is it in Florida. Is this taking place in Florida? It doesn't matter, Corb. <laughs> So, uh, you know, nobody wanted to buy it. But then finally, they lowered the price quite a bit, right? And it it was scooped up. And the neighbors immediately knew something was a bit off. Because this family, when they first exited their vehicle, which happened to be a repurposed hearse, right? It was a hearse that looked like it had been... On exhibits, Pimp My Ride. (laughs) Okay. Huge, big rims. Like chrome? Like really? Like like decked out hearse. Does it have flames? No flames, just sleek, slick black hearse, right? But it's lifted. Oh, it's lifted. Okay. Okay. And uh, first one to come out is uh, Daddy Bab. Okay. What was his name? Sorry. Daddy Bab. Daddy Bab. Okay. DB. So DB was a big fellow. Okay. Not not like necessarily obese. Not necessarily like strong either. Just big. You know what I mean? Somewhere in between those two on the Likert scale of bigness. Was he also tall or like average or? He's just big. Okay, all right. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Gorb. Also, is Bab the last name, or is that just his first name? They put Daddy in front of it, like okay. <laughs> need a little bit more clarification on that. So he gets out of the car, and he has on these like blue blocker shades. Right, can't see his eyes. Full suit. Right. Full Bono. Full. On suit. Like, perfectly tailored Mm -hmm. to his big frame. Yep, that makes sense. He gets out, and he goes around, and, uh, you know, he has has what kind of seems like this big mop of hair that directly connects to his beard, and all of it goes down to his chest. (laughs) Am I getting, like, a Rick Rubin kind of energy? Very, very much, but, like, Rick Rubin is, is, his hair is dapper compared to this okay, man. Right. Okay. This is more, uh, more unkempt. 
it's it's unkempt and it's it's near lion's mane territory okay. at this point, right? You can't tell where the hair starts, where the beard starts. It's all just he's just like borderline Bigfoot over here. I but it's know. definitely a a big juxtaposition because he's decked out to the nines, right? Mm-hmm. He's got he's got his hands are covered in all these rings, right? He's got like this big bling necklace. Mm-hmm. He's decked out. Okay. Is he stuffing the beard hair like into the suit? Does he let it hang out? Like... It just—it's all out front. It's all right? out. Yeah. All right. And he goes around. And he opens the door for his wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now his wife, her name is Vuvu. I'm sorry. Okay? What was that? What was it? Vuvu. Vuvu. Okay. Vuvu. Okay. Vuvu. Now he opens the car door. Babs. All or... at this at this point, pretty much all of the neighbors. <laughs> Are out and watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. BB does not care. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boo steps out. Eight inch heels, right? Eight like, inch heels. Covered in tats. Now, when I say covered in tats, I mean her whole face is covered in tattoos, right? And all that it's like tattoos of <laughs> are squiggly lines, right? Squiggly lines on her arms squiggly lines on her face seems like she could be a very beautiful woman but you wouldn't know because she's so squiggly you can't really tell Wait, are they are they at least in like some sort of like geometric pattern or they're just like no it's <laughs> it, okay all right. toddler crayon territory okay all right all right she gets out also full suit right not a dress full suit okay full suit. eight inch heels full suit tattoos everywhere because her sleeves are rolled up to mm-hmm. show off her tattoos we assume mm-hmm. yeah they both get out and they don't they don't open the back door they open the trunk okay and out of the trunk <laughs> you there's there's there seems to be a shadow right yep and all of the neighbors are like cranking their heads to try and get a look at like what this is, but somehow the light, no matter what, you know, two houses down, five houses down, almost down the block, no matter who it is, they can't seem to see what the heck it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just the the hearse's big back trunk or something. Something mm-hmm. is wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Basically, the neighbor who's closest was able to at least see this. Okay. DB, the big man himself, mm. seems to pick up some sort of living being. Okay? And uh, he he's a big man. It is baffling that he couldn't carry something on his own. He mm-hmm. needs his wife to push him from the back. Like, give him back support to help him carry this thing. As soon as he lifts it and pulls it out, they cover it in a blanket and they move it into the house. Okay. okay? Yeah. Suffice to say, la- local neighborhood boy, Nelly Man Man. <laughs> Nelly Man Man, okay. It, it's spelled different. It's Gaelic. But anyway. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, he, he gets super interested, like Disturbia type situation. Mm-hmm. He's watching this house with binoculars, right? Mm-hmm. All the other neighbors are like, okay, that's weird. We have lives. We're just going to yeah, do whatever. That makes sense. The but normal response. Nelly, 
Nelly Man Man. He has nothing else to do, right? Mm-hmm. Summer's off from school. All uh, the other kids have friends. They go and play at the park, whatever. So all of a sudden, all the stalking might be why Nelly Man Man doesn't have any friends. But continue. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he is. He's watching. And he has his binoculars on and he's watching through the the binoculars and he just keeps seeing all these weird like shifting of shapes. Mind you, he has also noticed that no one has ever brought any furniture or anything into the house. Okay. okay. All right. So it's empty except for DB, Vuvu, and whatever that thing is. Okay. Finally, Nelly decides that he's gonna he's gonna like try and bring someone else in on this. He doesn't really have any friends, but there is like a girl who lives across the street, and she always seems bored. So he, you know, he hikes up his courage and he walks over and uh it goes over to Sarah Struple House. <laughs> Sarah Struble House. And he he he's like, listen, there's something wrong happening at this house like let me tell you i don't know exactly what it is but something is wrong do you want to come and watch and she's like yeah okay so they go over and they're How looking at these kids it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay all right <laughs> all right continue um so they get over and they kind of are like taking turns almost like you know cops doing a stakeout more or less. They are really pressed. They are. They also like don't have anything better to do. So you know he's taking a nap. Nelly's taking a nap and Sarah like taps on his shoulder and she's she's like look 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 look. And he like startles up out of his sleep. She hands the binoculars to him. He's looking through the binoculars and he sees something happen through the window. Right? All right. DB is standing there in some sort of weird ritualistic pose, okay? Mm-hmm. And then some sort of mass filters up into the ceiling, swirls around, and just vacuums him up. One second like there. A portal? Okay. One second not. Okay. Okay. Oh. And uh, that mass seems to slink its way across the like interior of the the house and then mm-hmm. disappear into a back area where they can't see. Mhm. Okay. Oh, Nelly is losing his mind. Yeah, I w- I would stop watching at that point, I think. Uh... He's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." Mm-hmm. Right? He goes, "We need to call the police." And Sarah's like, "What if they realize it's us?" Like blah blah blah. Nelly convinces her to do it. The police come by. They're still watching, right? And uh, the police come up to the door. They mm-hmm. knock on the door. DB does not answer the door. Vuvu mm-hmm. answers the door. Okay. Makes sense. They can't really hear the conversation that's happening. But, you know, it's going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, basically, the cops just start to leave, right? Seems like they're satisfied with whatever yeah, was with said. The crime occurred. Yeah. yeah, they're you know, whatever. Basically, they look ominously and point at the next door neighbor's house and say, "Yeah, they called us or no." Well, here's what happens. Okay. 
before Vuvu is about to get in to the house, she makes direct eye contact with Ooh. Nelly, who has the binoculars. Ooh, the binoculars. Who has a near heart attack mm-hmm. and collapses out of his chair. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, she saw me. She saw me. We're going to die. Like, blah, 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 blah. Right? They they decide to stay, stay the night over at Sarah's house in order to try and avoid the whole situation. How much time do I have? <laughs> you have nine minutes left. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. So they decide to go over there. And they, you know, instead of on the first floor where Nellie's room is, Sarah's room is on the second floor. They have like the blinds mostly drawn, mm-hmm. but have like a little secret area where they can kind of see out, but are pretty sure no one could see it, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The Struble household house is secure. Exactly. They they use uh Brink's security system. Yeah, no. They didn't earn the surname Struble House for no reason. Anyway, you know what Struble means in that language? In Danish, it means security. Exactly. Don't fact check me on that. All right, continue. <laughs> well, Sarah's dad does work for a, a, a you know, a housing security yeah. company. All right, cool. So <laughs> that'll come into play later, probably. Yeah. All right, probably. Who knows? <laughs> so uh, they're watching, you know, Nelly's house. Mm-hmm. Nelly's parents are away on vacation or something, not really like paying attention to like, or not. He's not like worried someone in his house is gonna get hurt or something. I guess. Yeah. No. But they're still watching, mm-hmm. and they see Vuvu leave the neighbor's house and like slink over to Nelly's house. Ooh. Right. Sarah's watching this. Nelly is asleep. She. She again. She. Maybe using better judgment decides not to wake him up. So Vuvu goes around to the back door and seems to be looking around for like, you know, a key or like something to get into the house with, like checking under rocks to see if they're fake, checking under the welcome mat, all this kind of stuff to basically see if she can get in the house. Finally, she just grabs a big rock and throws it through their back porch door. <laughs> okay. Do they have the Struble House security system or no? No, they no, do no, not. No, no. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's why you buy a Struble. Which is a big mistake. It is, really. So, you know, at this point, Sarah decides to wake Nelly up. She's like, she just broke into your house. Call the cops again. Like, they mm. call the cops, and the cops are like, oh my God, these kids. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we'll go check it out. Like, are you sure there was a rock thrown through your house window? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They go over and the cops, you know, shining a flashlight into the house and they're still watching from Sarah's house. And they hear, you know, this shouting from the police officer. The police officer's like, we see you in there, like, blah, 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 blah. You yeah, know, yeah. both of them are like, their their uh, their heartbeats pick up and they're like, oh my god, she's actually, like, she got caught in the house. And they, like, they tell her to get on the ground, she puts her hands behind her head, they, like, take her out of the house, and she gets arrested. And they, you know, for breaking and entering, and the cops bring her down to the station. They're like, oh my god, like, 
you know, Nelly calls his parents, tells them like what happened, mm-hmm. all this stuff. A couple days go by of mostly quiet, not being able to figure out any more information. You know, they try to go down to the police station and like figure out what happened. No, basically Stonewall, no information. Mm-hmm. Is Fubu okay. out on bail now? Or... Vuvu is not out on bail. Oh, oh. Vuvu is still in and under arrest, right? Oh. She's being held because they come to find that she has basically a bunch of other identities Ooh, that she has lived okay. under, right? Mm-hmm. She at one point at one point worked at a nail salon. She at, in a different suburban town. <laughs> And you know, in this universe, you can't change suburban towns. That's complete and utter identity. It's not allowed. <laughs> and she was wanted for embezzlement. Okay. Okay. All right. And all this other stuff. Five minutes left, by the way. Okay. Through cool. her fingerprints, they were able to find out that her, you know, they were able to find out her real name, which is Vuvu, which she apparently was going under a different alias. Okay. Yeah. So she switched it back to the real thing, you know. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Hey, Gaddy's cost money. Anyway, continue. Nelly, Nelly has another, or one of the other neighbors, his dad is a cop, right? This is Freddy. He goes over to Freddy's house because he's desperate for information. He hates Freddy. Does Freddy okay. like him? Or no? Fre- Freddy is like one of those kids who shows up at your house and is like, can I play? And then your parents force you to. <laughs> So they go over and they're like, Freddie, we need, like, does your dad know anything? We need to know, like, what is happening. Like, please, just any information. Freddie's like, fine, fine. Here's, I overheard my dad talking on the phone. Okay. And he said that Vuvu, or whatever this lady is, he said that there's no one else in the house. He said that there's no one else there. You got? Didn't you guys say something about there being a third person or something? Not to mention the second person who mysteriously disappeared. Exactly. And uh, Nelly's like, oh my god. Whatever that thing was is still in that house. We need to go, like, what if it's like a dog or something? We need to go and, like, check and see what is what happened in this wait, house. Wait, did... did, uh, did... Did he say, what if it's like a dog or something? Yeah, you don't know. They just, saw, they, they just saw something get carried out of the car. Yeah, okay, all right. You got three minutes left. I'm going to leave that one be. But... That's what Sarah said. And Nelly goes, dude, I saw something consume DB. And Freddie goes, you're literally insane. Sarah and I are going to go check. He's like, dude, yeah, don't, don't be a go. No, he's like, don't go to the house. They're like, you're crazy. We're going. They go over to the house, okay? Freddy knocks on the door, you know, hello? Is anybody in there? Like, we're here to help if, like, your kid, if you need help, like, we're here to help you. What was the exact prompt? Tell me about Big Boy Barry and his anaconda. Okay. So, the door's unlocked. Freddy opens it. And starts to go in. Nelly's like, please, guys, don't go in there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, dude, you're crazy. Like, I don't know what you're on. Whatever. Don't be a little chicken. Nelly leaves. Turns out to be the best decision of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie and Sarah go in this house. Freddie 
you know, he hears some sort of like, and he's like, it's like a sink broken or something. What's that noise? And Sarah's like, I, I think it's coming from over here. They see a giant pile of like fleshy mass in the middle of the in the middle of the house. Fleshy. Okay. All right. Sarah goes over and she sees a tiny little light on and a book under it. And it says retention ritual. She's like, retention ritual? What the heck is this? It, in very plain script, it just says two sacrifices must be given to abide the great anaconda. <laughs> okay, we need to get out of here. Door okay. slams. <laughs> How much time do I have? You have 55 seconds. Door slams. A giant anaconda man snake monster Mm -hmm. sifts out through the ventilation system. (laughs) He goes, I, oh my god, what am I? What? (laughs) They're like, what? And he's like, I only got one of what I need. They're like, please let us go. He goes, two will do. (laughs) And suffice to say, both of them are eaten. Okay. I know. Did Fubu kill her husband too? Is that is that what happened earlier? Sacrificed him. Several years later, Nelly Nelly sees on a on a cryptoid website basically this whole ritual about how the only way to suppress the snake devil man named what was it Big Ben <laughs> Big Barry is to offer two sacrifices every 10 years. Otherwise, he is released into the world. All and right. that is how Big Barry Anaconda... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, here we go. It's Gorb time. Are you ready? Yeah, uh... You know, tell tell me what my prompt is. Okay, uh, your prompt is to explain the curse of. Oh, is that is that um, that's the prompt. That's the prompt. All right, twenty-two thirty-three. Here we go. Yep, and start. Okay, the curse of oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I gather the inflection is very important. Yeah, anyway. it is. All right. Here uh, is where our story begins. It's a cool, yet still somehow balmy. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's okay. not important. All right. Yeah, obviously. What is important is that um, I want to say it's like 2013, 2014. Whenever Vine was at its peak, that's where we're at. Okay. For those of you who, you know, I think everybody knows Vine. For for the uninitiated, it's TikTok, but shorter. Who weren't alive for that brief six months of Vine's. For our listener. Yeah. All right. (laughs) The other listener. (laughs) Anyway, so. It's when Vine was like nearing its peak, actually okay. at its peak. Yes, so soon before the fall. Yes, we have our uh, our main character protagonist, um, and his name is a uh, 
Randy Roderick. Randy, Randy Roderick. Roderick. Randy Roderick. You have to really draw out the O. It's like a it's a long O. It's like Swedish. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Randy Roderick. Yes. You know, he uh, he just got out of uh you know grad school. I thought you were gonna say prison. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, grad school. He did like a short stint in Juvie, but it's like clean off his record. He's all good. Anyway, he got expunged. Yeah, it's expunged. Yeah, it was, it was nothing okay. major. Anyway, uh Randy Roderick. Um <laughs> Roderick. Yeah, you draw it out, Swedish. Uh, just finished grad school. Um got a degree in aerospace engineering. Oh dang! Now That's I don't a smart really, cookie. Yeah, he is genius. I don't really know. It's hard for me to pinpoint when Vine was popular, but let's just <laughs> say that at that time, there were not that many aerospace uh, engineer jobs available. You know, amongst the major airlines, who I assume would usually employ those kind of people. Um, is there a correlation well, there? Yeah. Yes, actually. Um, I, I don't. I don't have the numbers offhand. Though. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, so you know, Randy Roderick, RR, is that we're gonna call him RR. Yeah. RR, he's applying to every job he can find, and then suddenly, on his uh, on his uh, his Indeed, you know, thing, it pops up, and it's like, um, senior aerospace engineer, come work oh, wow. at Vine, the future of the internet. <laughs> now you may be wondering. Why would Vine need an aerospace engineer? Wait, I'm sure he was wondering the same. Well, when he saw the salary, he did not care. <laughs> Vine, Vine was so flush with cat with cash that brief three months. <laughs> and the future seemed so bright. Um. Anyway, it did. It really did. Yeah, so he he went through the interviewing process. You know, he he's a very smart guy. You know, sociable. Sociable. Is, Is he? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, average, I guess. Yeah, for an he's engineer. Not a corporate ladder <laughs> climber, but yeah, you know, he's good. Um, yeah, and he's totally normal dude. Nothing weird about him. You know, he gets the job, gets in day one at Vine. It's like, you know, whatever, three weeks after the first interview. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of loans. He's like eager to, you know, start making real dollars at Vine. As yeah, a finally. Yeah, pay off some of that student debt. Um, and then you know, whatever the hell happened to Vine happened like two weeks later, it just mysteriously <laughs> disappeared. Um, what did he do for those two weeks? Uh, just onboarding. Yeah, the first week was onboarding, and then the second week was like uh, talking with HR about like why is he? Why do they need an air prison? <laughs> Apparently, it was just like one of those ideas. <laughs> the CEO was really yeah, just they like... were a private jet or whatever, but nobody really followed up. I mean, he wasn't complaining. He was collecting like you know over three hundred grand yearly at that point, but for only for Wait, two. Didn't, weeks. Wasn't he only there for two weeks? Yeah, but that's what it would have been. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, whenever Vine crashed, he lost his job. I don't know <laughs> how that lines up with the recession, or I don't really remember much about Vine, but okay, I say it was hard for him. To find more aerospace work because of that previously <laughs> correlation um, between Vine and aerospace. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, um, back to the uh, the main plot of the story. That's like the <laughs> plot, that's the lead up. <laughs> that, that, the, the whole Vine thing was just a detour. 
it, it, it explains how Randy Roderick got himself in this situation. Okay. So, you know. So he's not, desperate. He's desperate for a new job. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's, you know, the loans are going to start to be collected soon. Like, it's really just, it's not looking great. Um, and, you know, when Vine went, the whole U.S. economy practically went, too, I think. I it recall. tanked. It tanked. So it was, the, it, was the, it was the Vine that broke the camel's back. It was the backbone of the late 2010s. Anyway, um, or early 2010s. I don't really yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. Not It's not essential to applaud. No. So um, he he was living at this time in a like outside of like Metro Washington D.C., which is where the Vine headquarters uh, is and or was obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like so desperate. He's like at this point, like because he'd only been there two weeks. He really, I don't think he got unemployment either. It was it was a whole mess. Anyway, um, he sees this job, right? This job is at the CIA. All right. Mm, okay. And um, it's not for aerospace engineering. That ship has sailed. Yep. The plane has taken off. <laughs> um, this but job. Something new has landed. Yeah, something new has landed. It says a uh, senior uh, chemical advisory board. And it's oh. like, yeah, I, you know, I, I did good in chemistry, you know? Okay. Senior senior chem position. I could do yeah, that. Like, I can do it, you know? Was I, he just I, like, ah, I'll, I'll apply for it. Why not? You know, he needed money. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the job wasn't paying great, so it couldn't be that complex. It's like twenty dollars an hour, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, it was nothing compared to his lavish salary and corner office at <laughs> You Bond. know, senior chemistry at the CIA doesn't pay well. Uh, no. Um well that's a senior chemistry advisor. Never say chemist in the title. Okay. The description, advisor. Yeah, it was mysteriously uh undetailed. Yeah. Okay. Very What uh, did it say? Well, did it say anything? It said, uh, like job duties, job duties. Will you work in exchange for money? That was kind of, that's like how all the CIA interviews. <laughs> that's what it says under job duties. You work, we give you money. Yeah. That's how yep. it works. Anyway. Sounds uh, about right. CIA. It gotta be. Yep. So he shows up to Langley or whatever, you know, gets, gets the interview. They're real quick to hire him. The interview process was like a little weird, you know? Yeah. So like, um, you know, excuse me. And it was more so like, do you have a family history of psychosis? Any pre-existing heart conditions? It seemed to be very medically, you know, basically. Okay. We're really too focused on his skills. Almost like they're screening oh, yeah. it for something different than what was yeah, that. It's like it's going to be like a testing kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, he gets the job, you know. Um, and they're like, uh, they finally Does he have to move? Uh, no. So the first week, again, onboarding, you know, <laughs> am I right? Um, Gosh. How long does it take for me to be on board? I got hired, right? I know, right? Yeah. I've, I've, oh, he's always been on board. RR. He's been ready to go the whole damn time. Anyway, yes. um, second week, uh, he meets like his other sort of senior chemistry advisory board folk. And they all look like people who are pretty desperate for the $20, like he is, right? Yeah. It's not giving world star chemists in there. <laughs> More world star. Yeah, very apt. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the, 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 you know, the chief doctor or whatever he comes in and he's like, uh, hello, senior chemistry advisory board. Uh, from now on, your group, your group B, right? That's, that's your, your what you How like. many people is this? It's like uh, 13. Okay. Yeah. Group B. 
and, and a lot of people are like, it sounds like we signed up for a drug study. Um, and they're like, what? Is this Squid Game? Yeah, and they're like, uh, you Except that didn't come out yet, never mind. Yeah, no, this is Vine era. He was like, yeah. you signed the liability waiver, you know, we'll throw you in jail if you don't participate, right? Oh, damn. So here's what's going to happen. Group B, you're going to board a plane from uh, Hendrickson Airport. <laughs> Hendrickson? Yeah, it's where it's actually got to draw the vowel out. It's yeah, it's so it's um, it's Swedish. <laughs> um, it was it was a uh, it used to be owned by Vine because they built that oh, airport yeah. when they thought about getting an aerospace. Had to sell all those assets just to yeah, just you know to not go to prison. Yeah. Um, anyway, next morning I'm just gonna fast forward that. Uh, they fly out. Now they have no idea where they're Wait, going. Okay, so the, they don't know the destination. No, nothing. Okay, are they blind? Yeah, how long of a flight it's going to be either? Okay, they were not told to pack anything, you know. And when a couple people did show up with bags and they were turned away, no cell phone. Oh my phone, gosh! Nothing. Wow. So eventually they land. Um, you know this this plane, like the chassis of the plane they're in. You know, and our arc, and you know, he knows a lot about planes. I mean, he's an aerospace engineer. Yeah, come on. Um. There's no windows, so they can't really see even the ground. Oh wow! Well. Are they like out. there are no windows, or they're glued shut? It doesn't really make a difference. They can't. See. It's so dark you don't know. It's a, well, there's indoor lights on the plane. Oh okay. You just can't see outside. You can't see what terrain they're going over. Yeah. Now, um, they land at a sort of. How long was the flight? <sighs> Honestly, it's hard to tell because everybody fell asleep. Um, to be fair, they were supplying wine out the wazoo on board okay, the plane. So people are getting lit. So they weren't really ever sure if they were drugged, um, and they weren't. For well, I mean, I guess they were a little bit. Uh, the stewardess was just like crushing up Benadryls and mix them in with the wine. But... <laughs> so nobody really knows how long they've been out. Um, they've all been on vitamin B for a little yeah, bit. They're, yeah, they're just they're, you know they're they're relaxing. They're a little groggy. Yeah. So pick up um, and they get escorted off the plane. And it's they like go directly into like the boarding sort of snake like. Okay. What what it, what is seen when they get off the plane? Like a building? So they're just straight into the boarding thing. So they're just straight inside. You know, how like a plane. Okay. Yes, up? yes, yes. Yeah. But those windows, I assume, are blacked out as well. Yep. yep. They walk downstairs. It seems to be some sort of like a laboratory-ish setting. Mm. Um, and then the, the the same doctor who wasn't on their plane happens to be there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're all back in the same place dude, I've, I've never said that um, but the same doctor <laughs> is there um, and he's like uh, alright uh, group A and somebody's like oh, I thought we were group B and like oh shit alright group B um, and before he addresses them he like goes off to tell like a, a nurse like something whispery and kind of panicked but uh, he comes back alright group B here's what's gonna happen I'm going to give you some wine. Um, <laughs> Is it the same? <laughs> well, that's what everybody's like, dude, I'm, I do not want any more wine. I'm so <laughs> wined out. Right? And they're like, fine, you use the, the, like, the Manischewitz stuff or whatever. It's not alcoholic. You'll be fine. It's just grape juice. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're just going to sort of like, you know, you report. We'll let you chill for like two hours. You know, there's there's couches, a chair for each of you, a bed if you recline. It's like a lazy boy. You know, we got them on sale because Vine just went out of business. They were all <laughs> up in the corporate suite. They had tens of thousands. 
so many. Uh, so if you need to recline, you can. Um, and yeah, after two hours, we talk to you. Um, and uh, yeah, you get your 20 bucks. And Rodney was like, wait, I thought this was like a full-time gig. And they're like, what? No, you idiot. No. <laughs> they only get $20. $20. You get $20 the first day. $20. Uh, $20 a day. Yeah. Well, for the first day, too. Yeah. So it's 40 total. Um, Yikes. Uh, but he didn't really read the fine print. Yeah, well, there you go. So he's, he's pretty depressed going into this experience. Yeah. It's not really, you know, assuring him that he... Uh, Things are going great since Vine went under. Time check? <laughs> Eight minutes and 30 seconds. Okay, all right. Now, this is where uh, this is where things get weird. Get a little dicey? Get a little, not dicey, just just weird. So they, you know, okay. uh, the waitress, I mean, not the waitress, the nurse, stewardess, I, it doesn't really matter. She's just hanging <laughs> out wine. It's, it's all her job. I know. They're all dressed in like nondescript clothing. I like even the doctors in like a black suit. Yeah. So it's like it, you don't really know who's who. We don't really even, we're just taking him on his word that he's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and so she passes out the wine. Everybody drinks it. Uh, one dude is like, I really don't want any more wine. Uh, you know, and he tries to put it back down, but she's like, You drink that shit right now. And he drinks it. Um, <laughs> the CIA. They know it's the CIA. They're not going to disobey. Yeah, um, and yeah, and then they just like uh, kill the lights, put on, put on some Pink Floyd of like a nice record <laughs> player in the background. They kick on like the lava lamps. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's the time song, the one with the clocks. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, so you know they were just like, cool. I guess we just you know wait here for uh, two hours. Um, and at first, you know. They're kind of just like uh, not feeling anything, you know? Yeah. It's just like, you know, just listening to Dark Side of the Moon with lava lamps and <laughs> no drugs except a minor wine and Benadryl hangover. Now, yeah. at around 45 minutes, uh, Jenny Valerian, um, who's one of the other participants, one of the 13. Yeah. Uh, she starts acting a lot. Um, she starts what? Acting a little odd. Okay. She says, is that a bird? And uh, she points. Um, and she it, she's pointing at another dude named Timothy Kepson. Um, <laughs> and she's like, is that a bird? And they're like, what? No, that's, uh, that's Tim. Yeah. We flew on like a possibly three to nine plane hour ride with him here. Like, well, how could yeah. you get a bird? And she's like, oh my God, I fucking hate pigeons. And she runs over to him and starts clawing at his face. Oh my God. Um, let's just say everybody starts to lose it a bit. Like, that was just like, you know, after that moment, it was a quick descent into chaos. Yeah. Um, to describe the, the, the tension other... broke. Yeah the, ten yeah, the tension broke. Um, uh, so just, so as uh, Tim's getting his, his face clawed off by Jenny, who thinks she's a <laughs> Does pigeon. Does anyone stop her? Well, they're about to. Um, like, so this other person named Maggie is running over to help Tim. And um, Devin's running over to pull Jenny off. But then Maggie looks at Devin and says, I like roses. And Devin looks at her and says, Fish are weird. And then he just starts... <laughs> 
tearing apart the chairs, like ripping, like pulling the the stuffing out, and she starts screaming because fish are weird, and it's, everybody's <laughs> losing their shit. It's not wrong. Not wrong. The fish. So you would think it was her clawing out Tim's eyes, but it was actually the Fisher weird comment that really got everybody going. Because it really resonates. <laughs> that was the match. <laughs> it really resonates. Time check. <laughs> Four minutes, 50 seconds. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one more bit around what happened. So that's all going on. Let's say 15 Chaos. minutes. You know, it's, it's, it's 60. We're an hour through. There's already two dead bodies. Um, oh, God. What is no, RR doing this whole time? Like this, this place is sealed off until, yeah. until the two hours is up. And that's when uh, uh, Veronica Simmons looks at uh, Jesse Bivens. <laughs> and she looks at him and she goes, oh my God, the Hindenburg. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then another dude named Shul is like, he's on fire. And just starts jumping on top of a, a Veronica. Even though he said he in the sentence, it's, it's a total shit show. Um, nothing is making sense. Nothing, yeah, no. Um, and so the weird part is, though, um, Ronnie Roderick, Ronnie, whatever the hell his name was, um, <laughs> divine, um, he's not seeing anything. It all just seems and he's fine. Like, yeah, he's just, he's actually, he's he's just seeing like a normal bloodbath. Like, there's no hallucination. <laughs> he doesn't feel weird. I mean, he feels terrified. Yeah. But like normal human terrifying. corpse over there, but yeah, you know, you know, then you know, Stefan has cut off his own leg and trying to eat it. Like it's really <laughs> going to shit. Um, let's just not say, the other one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, time check. <laughs> Three minutes. Okay. So you know the the next hour is a it's a tense situation. Um, the, the bodies are piling up left and right. How many people are left? Yeah, there was thirteen to begin with. Uh, thirteen minus twelve, one. It's just Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> did he just what? Did anybody bother him? Actually, everybody was dead by like an hour and fifteen. They had all either killed themselves or each other. And did so, they just like? Did he just like not exist to them? No, he was hiding. Um, okay. One of the lazy boys. Um, just saying, oh my god, I wish I still worked at Bond. I wish I still worked at Bond. I wish I still worked at Bond. Anyway, um, the, the hour's up. You know, the doctors come back and they're like, bringing cleaning crew. Um, and uh, yeah, so, uh, ah, Mr. Roderick, how was your experience? <laughs> he was like, not great. What is this? What's happening? Um, time check? <laughs> Two minutes. So the, uh, you know, considering that you're the last remaining survivor of Experiment 00, uh, we're going to go take you and debrief you for a bit. Um, I'm assuming you're curious about what happened. Like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so they take him into the next room. And, oh, shit, they're actually in the same building. It was just the basement. But that's a different story. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I knew it. They had to fly him around for an indiscriminate amount of time so that they wouldn't know where they were. If anyone survived, they would have boarded the plane back and flown around for a discriminate amount of time, too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he explains to him, basically, you know, you know, since the Cold War ended, you know, we've been not been doing as much psychedelic research. And then one of our researchers came up with this sort of compound that he calls, like, 
tetradexahexagon oxygen. So it's just oxygen with like a lot of O's. Just adding it together. Yeah. And so the they call it around the, the, the actual the actual chemists call it around the lab the curse of ooh, because there's so many oxygens. <laughs> One minute. <laughs> anyway, um, they're like, uh, did you feel any adverse sensations? And they were like, no, I mean, I felt fine. And then somebody looks at the chart and they're like, oh shit, this dude was supposed to be in group A. That was the placebo group. Like, oh fuck, he's seen too much. And then they, you know, oh, oh, they, no. they, uh, they think they're going to actually kill him with a gun, but they actually have a better plan. They're like, I feel like we need to run another study. How do you feel about signing up for an extra 20 bucks? <laughs> Let's just say nobody ever heard from Roddy Roderick again after that. <laughs> oh, oh, <gosh>. boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> the curse of ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Remix. Ooh. It's broken. Oh. All righty. Do you want to ad lib it the rest of the way out or are we good? Wah, wah, wah.